One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombus, we've always said our socks, underwear, and t shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombus. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hi, everyone. It's Margaret and Lucia. It helps the show a lot if you rate and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. Here's a review. Tamarab1980 says, Margaret Cho is incredible and so is her podcast. The guests are interesting and authentic. Margaret is really smart, funny, and a joy to listen to. This podcast brightens my day. Thank you. That's great. An Erio's original. If someone is making $20 million a year mm-hmm. and getting all their clothes for free and we don't like one dress they wore in awards season, yeah. their priorities are really out of whack. It's been actually really amazing. The past year and a half has been the most gratifying I've ever had at LA Weekly and I've been with the Weekly now over 25 years. It's I, I started out of high school. It's taking over my dreams, waking me out of my sleep. I think I'm coming apart. Hi, you're listening to The Margaret Cho. This is Margaret Cho. Today, our guest is the incredible Melissa Rivers. Yeah, coming out of the dark. Hello. Thanks for coming over. Oh my God, your house is amazing. Thank you. It's getting there. But by the way, I've never been to the, the Cho Lair. I know, which is so weird. The Lair. It's very strange because you you've haven't been, been here. But you haven't been to my new house. I haven't been to the new one, no. No, but you were at the old one. You were yes. actually in bed in the old one, in the yes. guest house. Yes. In the guest room, not the guest house. I know. I love that. I love that house. So you, you left there. I saw that house. Mm-hmm. We had great views. But you have to come see the new house. Yes, yes. Which instead of having views, I have a large lot. Oh. Because I'm not on a hillside. I'm like on a flat. Okay. So I have somehow almost an acre. That's incredible. It's incredible. So are you going to like uh, build a, get a chicken coop? I am. I'm going to go. I'm going to I'm going to build a chicken coop. No, the only coop I have is Cooper and he's flown. Oh, is he in college? Can you believe that? That's crazy. He's just he's home for his first Christmas. That's great. I know. Can you believe? That's amazing. Do you realize how like old that makes everybody? Well, it's just like, I mean, it's it's really incredible. I mean, you probably remember when he was yeah, born. Yeah, I totally remember when yeah. he was born. So do you love like having the house to yourself for Not a Not at all. No. Oh my God, I had horrible emptiness. No. Horrible. Like basically I was under the bed mm-hmm. and like a hand would come out and like take food and pull it back under oh. the bed. But you learn. Mm-hmm. You learn. But it, it took me a tremendous amount of discipline. Yeah. Like I had to make plans. I had to make plans in advance. I had to not bail, mm-hmm. which for me, super, like, with my friends, I'm like, I just don't want to go out. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I had a number of friends going through it at the same time. Right. That's good. Mm-hmm. That's good. But I was the only one that was single mm-hmm. and going through it at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, I'm single too, so we should go. We should go out. We, by the way, absolutely, we can meet in the middle because yeah. we both live at opposite ends of the city. I know, so we can go out because I think this is a good time in life to be able to just go out, yeah, and so, have fun, and go out and have fun and do and do stupid things. Yeah, like yeah, let's go bowling. Let's go yeah. do something you know that we normally wouldn't. A bowling's do. fun. Bowling's really fun. Bowling is really fun. Also, we could go horseback riding. We can go horseback riding. <laughs> we can go to which I used to do with one of my friends, Dave and Buster's. Oh, and play games. Yeah. And play games. Yeah. And 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 yell at little children to get out of the way. Mm-hmm. You know, like stack up the tickets or the quarters. Yeah. So it's like, sorry, we've got this game for an hour. Mm-hmm. That's always nice. To, I love to that. upset little kids. Yeah. I love being single. Do you love it? Uh but you're a better single person than me. It's You've fun. always been a very good dater. You, you have you ever dated online or didn't done sort of the internet dating thing? No. I just I'm I feel like it's just too weird. Like I would have to do it under, I, I was online at one point mm-hmm. and I actually did meet someone really, really nice, but I felt I had used a different name mm-hmm. and I didn't put up a picture. Yeah. Yeah. So I just think like, cause I haven't been single like this in the age of apps. So for me, it's like a whole new Oh, world. I haven't been single in the age of apps either. Yeah. Yeah. I, or if I have, I just haven't been a part of them. Like this whole swipe left, swipe right. Like I've never mm-hmm. done that. Yeah. I've never done that. It's like shopping. It it's is. really weird. It's, it's like like your Amazon cart. It put is. Put this in my cart. Put that in my cart. It's like this. Prime, but it's with people. <laughs> and it's really, it's it's very interesting. And you don't get charged for shipping because exactly, because you're a Prime yeah. member. Like, yeah, you're just, you're just there. Like it's, but it's, it's also really um, beautiful because you see that, that people have a lot of heart and needs and wants and expectations sometimes, but sometimes not. So, you know. What I think is great is that people are not afraid Mm -hmm. to say that they're single. Yeah. Yeah. And that it's hard to meet people. Mm -hmm. I think for, in that sense, I think it's, it's wonderful. Yeah. With online dating because it's like, everybody's like, man, this is tough. So this is what we're all doing. Mm -hmm. I think it's probably easier to, to like, not date online if you're in New York City because if you're in New York, then you're just out. And then there's yes. more of a chance to meet people. Or I think I encounter well, more people. Absolutely. Well, so in New York, you, you walk. You're in more places. Here, we're always in our cars. Yeah. And we go to something and then we get back in our car. And we go to something and get back in our car. And like you're contained. Yes. It's a much more, you know, you're not just walking down the street and go, oh, I'm just going to pop in here. Yeah. So it's a very different experience. Yeah. Or if I'm like working on a show or like a, a movie or something, then you're kind of around a lot of people all the time. And then there's more sort of a social aspect. Kind of aspect to it. The hard thing, though, with our businesses, though, like you, you're around people and then suddenly everybody goes back to their normal lives and mm-hmm. you have to sometimes make a real effort to see people. Yeah. And that can be it's hard because everybody has lives. Yeah. Yeah. Like I think of you as a friend, but we never get to see each other. But when we do, we're so happy. Yeah, we're so happy. But it's just hard because everybody's working, knock on wood. Yeah, which is good. Which is good. And everybody has lives. And yes. that's, you know, and I'm actually out from under the bed. Yeah, it's from, good. From the baby. The baby. The, baby. Little, the, the, the little like nest now is empty, but it's also like full because you have such a full life. So. I do, but he and he's back. Yeah. And um, you know what the hardest thing was? What? The lack of noise. Mm. And that was the hardest thing for me, which was really interesting, the quiet. Mm-hmm. Because my house was the house where all of his friends hung out and they right. were always there and, the, you know, and it was sort of always so noisy. Mm-hmm. And that's what got to me the most. Right. Was the quiet. Yeah. I think, you know, what's quiet 
is award season that we don't have fashion commentary. It's yes, so weird they, not to do, do it. Do people come up to you and say like, where, we miss it. Where, yeah, we where's... miss it. There's seriously like an emptiness around awards show season because everybody wants to talk about the fashion, but there's nobody actually doing it. But what also is everyone comes up to me and says, we miss you. Yeah. They miss it. A they lot of people miss it. There's a really, vacuum. Yeah. They're really at a loss. I mean, in, in general, I think with red carpet coverage, I mean, I, you know, and I think back to you and your mom, like inventing this yes and also i when this happened years ago and i always think would i ever go back to it and i just don't know and everyone used to ask my mom and i would we ever go back to it it's just gotten too safe Mm -hmm. you're not Mm -hmm. allowed to say anything you're not allowed to make especially now yeah you're not allowed to make a joke you're not allowed to do anything god forbid we're allowed to laugh Mm -hmm. you know i mean how are you dealing with all that well i think that it's more about um because you you run the gamut from terribly PC yeah. to terribly un-PC. Yeah. I think that that's good though because I think it's like you just have to have a like a level of skill around it. But it, it, it is definitely different. It's a different world, you know, because people do love to, that culture of outrage, people love to get mad about whatever. So it's hard. But it's definitely a challenge that I think we rise to. But I think, you know, and I don't know, you know I mean, in your personal life, you are so intelligent with your word choices mm-hmm. but your stand-up you yes, still not. go for <laughs> no, it, but you still yeah. go all the way you have to to the envelope you so it's to. i mean and i think that's something that my mother would have struggled with yeah but she also did she did what she she wanted to do because she was like it's the joke was the more important but do you, thing. are you struggling with that yeah i think so i think always you do but then also like the joke is more you have to you, you got to go for the joke you got to go for the joke because that's the most important part and honestly it's like i now whenever i say lgbtq i always have to say and i know there's more letters <laughs> But I don't, I can't, I can't remember can't anymore. It. There's a lot more letters. It's like LGBTQIA. The A, yeah, the A is I, the newest one. The, uh, yeah, and then um, I I sometimes do feel like an A, an ace, an asexual I do. at times, which is an odd thing I know By the way, to say. I, maybe it's our age, but I'm the same way. I'm like, mm-hmm. God, shaving my legs feels like an effort. Well, you don't have to. I know, but you know what I'm saying. <laughs> Most straight men aren't like, you know, yeah. don't. Don't want that. Yeah. And the ones that do, I'm not sure I'd want it to. <laughs> I guess so. You know, I've got I've got a whole like weird like hygiene thing. Mm-hmm. Like if people's nails aren't like I'm very specific, like with men's hands and nails. Oh, you can't yeah. have any white showing. You oh, can't, yeah, like, yeah. You yeah. Know, so that would not. Yeah. I don't I wonder what mine is. I think that like I can't deal with bad breath. Well, no, nobody that's, should have to. That's ever. awful. Yeah. That's awful. Oh, yeah. When it smells like a mackerel or something, it's like, yeah. Oh. Or if it's just like. You Stale. know that there's something going on, like a rotten tooth or Ugh. something yeah. like that. That's really highly upsetting. Yeah. But the the other things that are noxious are dick pics. The dick Ugh. pics are really. I that is a new thing that I'm like I don't understand why they need to send that. It's like a calling card. By or, the way, and it's not attractive. No, and and uh, I it, mean if they dressed it up and put like a hat and a smiley <laughs> face, at least then it would be amusing. Yeah, but it's At never anything it. that I no, want to see. I don't no. know why they think that that's going to be good to send. Like, am I supposed to be impressed? Yeah. Send me your bank statement. Yeah, exactly. Then I'll be that's, impressed. That's what I'd like to see. You exactly. Know? Show me your credit cards. Right. Is one of those a black card? <laughs> you know, that impresses me. Yeah. 
and but that will make what, your dick pic look so much more so appealing. So much better. But it's a the dick pic is so weird because it's like, well, what am I supposed to do with this? Like, I don't think that this is erotic, and I don't know. And what's the proper response? Yeah. Wow. Usually, my my response is block. <laughs> <laughs> Block and report. Black, block and report, yes. I have been fortunate enough to not have received one of those in a long time. And mm. last time I did, I sent back, wow, LOL. <laughs> because it's like, I just don't, like one was, I had the, got the other day in this, uh, a man who was like uh, kind of pulling his dick out, but it was like hard, but it was in a bathrobe. So he was like kind of opening up the bathrobe and it was like kind of like when you unwrap long stem roses. <laughs> It was like a very, it was like, you know that floor Like a reveal. Does, yeah, it was like a very like, but it fell out of the paper, oh. like was the robe. And I was like, oh, you know. Again. A surprise. Why am I supposed, why is this supposed to turn me on? I don't know. Because all it's done is confuse me. Yeah. And make me go like, mm-hmm. Like, does anybody like them? I don't think anybody likes them. No, did you like show it to your friends like, what is this supposed to be doing for me? Yeah. I don't get it. I don't get all of those kind of pics. Mm-hmm. But all these guys who do all these pictures like on Instagram, like all these actors like, look at me. And I'm like, y'all mm-hmm. are thirsty. Yeah, it's too thirsty. It is. Just like, okay, cool. You've got the trainer and you've been working out for your, you know, movie. I would really hate to have to train for, like I'm, you Oh my know, God, I'd love to have to <laughs> I would love to because it's the motivation to go. Because mm. you're getting paid to work out. Yeah, but that that would be the added pressure of like actually having to deliver the body. But if you're getting, if, if your job is to go and do that, mm-hmm. psychologically, it's like, God, I, I literally like, I gotta go, sorry. Mm-hmm. You know, like there's something about that I find like kind of great. Like you're not yeah. just going to the gym because you're like, oh, I gotta go to the gym. You're like, I am being paid to get in shape. Yeah, I guess so. It's I think mental it's just, hopscotch. Yeah, it is. It, it's like kind of getting getting through all of like that. Like I just think that I would just not know how to uh, put where to put that in my brain. Like I would just kind of give up. Well, no, because you've got the, they give you the trainer and you the have nutritionist the and the whole thing and all of it. Yeah, I don't know. I think it would be good. And I think you'd feel so good about yourself. Like I yeah. feel better when I work out. Mm-hmm. Well, that's true. I do like exercise I think that is really fun what do you like to do I go to uh, orange theory because I like the fact that they put your um like your heart rate up on the wall and so you're competing with everybody else it's very lesbian yeah it's very competitive it's really competitive it's like I don't like best but they do that also I think like it's soul cycle and Mm -hmm. I have a peloton Mm. and I get so frustrated I like don't want to look at where I am compared to like the like the other day like your rank is eight thousand i'm like fuck this uh-huh. like i worked much harder than to be eight thousand but it's great because it's in your house it's in my house i love that i do mm-hmm. pilates i do yoga mm-hmm. that's uh, a lot I've, yeah i started playing tennis again i get very bored but that's great yeah i get very very bored tennis is sexy tennis is fun tennis is really sexy and i'm boxing too i like kickboxing too kickboxing is good it's so fun it really it's is very taibo it, Which it, I always loved. Really? Did you love Taibo? I love Taibo. I do love a nine, like a 90s style workout and then eat only carbs. Yeah, oh, <laughs> you know what? Everyone's like, you know, if you just upped your cardio and watched your diet, I'm like, you know what? <laughs> I it, 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 it's, it's not, neither's going to happen. Yeah. Neither, well, you, look, you look great. Ugh, you thank look you, great. so do you. It but feels good. It does. It feels good to be in shape. It feels good to work out. 
But then I like also like going to a place. Like the reason I always like the gym, I um I think that it's always fun to just go somewhere because then it seems like I'll work harder if I'm not in my house. Yes, you know. Yes. That if I make it physical effort to like get out and do something, that it's actually like I feel more inclined. Right. No, I work very hard, like at Pilates and yoga and. I do do yoga in my house and I do box. I, I mean, I have the trainer. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do work much harder, I think, when I go out to a class. Yeah. Yeah. Like there's something Because well, it's about embarrassing it. if you don't. My One of my best friends and I, we go Monday night yoga. Mm-hmm. We go to our 5.30 class. Mm-hmm. And then we either have dinner or we get our, our smoothie. We get to we go to Sun Life across the street. Uh-huh. Or Juice Crafters down and, the street. And then you feel like a proper... Los Angeles yes. resident. Yes, we do our, our yoga class at 5.30 to 6.30, and then we walk over and we get our smoothie. Sometimes we walk to uh, the sushi place mm-hmm. and and maybe have a little a little bite Yeah, if we're hungry. Right. I mean, that's what I loved about doing Fashion Police is because it was like such, an, such a ritualized like early morning thing because we would like almost stay up all night anyway watching the show. Yes, making our notes. And making our notes, which is so adult. And then coming in and then looking at the like books of all the pictures and then making the final decisions yes. of what we're going to talk about. I agree. It was very, I love the ritual of it. Yeah. And again, even like the, and then you would go home and crash. Yes. Yes. And that, that was, but it was just so like, it took up the whole morning to, to film and then you, you would feel like you had this like big work day. A- absolutely. You, by the time you got out, which was all of like 11. Yeah. First of all, you'd be starving and they would have lunch out. Yeah. So you'd be like, oh, lunch. Yeah. There's definitely a need for it. Mm-hmm. I've been hearing a lot of people's opinions that it should come back. Yeah, it should. But I don't know if they could ever... <clears throat> I don't know if they could ever really bring it back how we had it. Mm-hmm. It goes back to the whole PC culture. Yeah. Definitely. Is anyone allowed to say anything? And one of the things I always talked about was, and even back with my mom, and even back when and when I was on it with my mom, way back at the inception of it was, no one's saying anything bad. They might say, beautiful woman, beautiful dress, not beautiful together. Right. Right. But it was Or like, they could just be saying... Beautiful woman, ugly dress. Ugly it has dress. nothing to do well, with it's just the a dress. person. It's just and a dress. People like, always used to say to me, how do you guys do that? I'm like, if someone is making $20 million a year mm-hmm. and getting all their clothes for free and we don't like one dress they wore in awards season, yeah. their priorities are really out of whack. Yeah. Like, really? Yeah. You weren't, you weren't home sewing, you know, grandma wasn't up sewing the drapes mm-hmm. so that you could look decent and hope, you know, and don't let anyone see. Yeah. These that we're talking, and that's what I think was so frustrating for me with so many of the people criticizing that you can't do it. Yeah. But it was fun. I mean, but it was I always was funny. That, that, exactly. But that for me, you know, and by the way, the first, the Golden Globes, the first one that we did not do during yeah. the whole Me, me Too thing, I think would have been one of the greatest fashion police ever. Yeah. Yeah. Because it was a giant prep project, run, project runway challenge. Mm-hmm. Here are these beautiful women mm-hmm. with top 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 designers and everyone's been given the same challenge right make something in black yeah all black all black yeah it was to me would have been would have been our finest moment it would have been great but also because i i think there should be a theme like that everyone because it makes everybody step up creatively right and everyone yeah. doesn't look like the same. That was always the thing where everybody was like, mm-hmm. this year everyone's in slip dressing. Yeah, so this, boring. Yeah. But now I just saw something. You just shot something. Or you just had something air. Oh. As, uh, a Law and Order? 
Oh, yeah, yeah. So uh, was I it did, fun? It was really fun. Um, I really love doing more acting, which I know, is really but, you, fun. I, but people don't realize how good you are. Yeah, it's good. I just did one. Um, yeah, I did it in New York. And it's amazing that they do Law & Order SVU, like, in the middle of New York City, amongst all of the chaos that's happening. And then, like, just with Mershka and Ice-T just out on the street, like, shooting the show. What has become... All the lawnmowers have become such a part of New York. It's great, and New York is a character in it. It's it's fun. I was I, I do love that show too. So oh, I was excited such a to be on, on it. it. So now, it's if great. you could do a movie, a TV show, or a play, mm-hmm. which would you do? I think I would love to do a TV show because of the uh, comedy or drama, single camera or studio. I think comedy studio. So multi-cam. back like multicam, so like what you, what we've all come out of, yeah. Which I I think is my favorite because it's a schedule and also it's the, the audience uh, laughs. The audience laughs, so it's like comedy, but I love it. I mean, it's like Friends. It's yeah. like um, you know uh, the Jeffersons. It's like Good Times. It's it's yeah. like the best of the best of. Well, TV. the Connors is still multicam. Yeah, which is great. I can't think of anything else that's multicam. I think like the well the um the new uh, One Day at a Time. Was was that, yes, and then the any but all of those like old sitcoms, like all of the Norman Lear ones were multi. I'm, I'm talking about right now. Yeah, that's on the air. Other than, I'm sure there are. I just can't think of them. Yes, but the only one I can really think of is the Connors. That's a true multicam. That's truly yeah. Would you go back and do your sitcom again? Oh yeah, yeah. And what would you do differently? I think I would do it as a show on um, well, mainly like probably like an HBO or like a p- premium cable or a streamer, right? So that you could say whatever, right? That would be. But my... would you do single cam or would you go back to multicam? I would go back to multicam. To me, it's like the heart of a family comedy. I agree. Is multicam? Yeah. As I love, I love that. I think that. But it's 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 something that is like you have to have the right kind of people. So it's usually like stand up comics, yeah, who are most adept at that, you know, or anybody who's been in that world, like they can do that, you know. Yeah. That's fun. But that's interesting because it's like that was so, you know, that was such a, a, a beginning for you. Yes, yes. Did you ever do a multicam? I mean, Fashion Police. Yeah, the, which is a which, which is, is a multi totally multicam. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's like, um, I mean, that that's the best one, you know, because it's just like so immediate, like written the day before. Yeah, I mean, I mean, and I'm having fun. I mean, we'll have you on for my podcast because we we're doing a whole fashion police series. Oh, great! During award season, oh, great. on my po- uh, my podcast on my perfect. podcast. That's perfect. She'll have to come and guest on yeah. one of them because it, it's really. It's really fun. Yeah. And you forget how much fun it is. It's it's different, though, because you're not showing the pictures. Yeah. Yeah. Which, on one hand, is a little more difficult. We do post the pictures. But on the other hand, we've also opened it up to discussion about the show. Yeah. And there's so much to say. I mean, that's like, that. I think that's ideal. I mean, when we did the American Music Awards, obviously, we discussed the Selena Gomez performance. Mm-hmm. And the whole Taylor Swift thing, mm-hmm. not just what they wore. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. There's so, so much was, to say. There is a lot to say. You know, there's so much. I, I mean, it's like, I wish that we could uh, just even comment on the stuff that happens like day to day, like like Kanye's opera. 
Oh, oh my god and showing up in silver first of all did you know he was writing an opera um no but i well we quickly found out that's yes what... i did not know and then i saw the picture i'm like why is he all in silver <laughs> it's it's like very like you know like it's like the human statues that you would see yes, like in the, venice or yeah, whatever stand there and then they would jump out at you yeah it is like like very, on the santa monica promenade yeah it's a very human statue and it's also like i don't know i didn't know he was writing an opera yeah well, he, he likes to sort of extend every sort of like thing. Have you heard the new album? No. It's actually very good musically, but I, I, he's a, I have issues with him. Okay, here's the problem. Here's someone who is incredibly talented. Yeah. Who the talent is getting lost in the crazy. In the craziness, the dumbness of like some of the stuff, but the music, if you like can separate him from the music, the music itself is, it's a great record. And an incredible performer. Yeah, yeah. But again, we get so pulled into but just all the, sil- the drama. The and silver. But fashion-wise, I always have something to say about him. Him and Heidi Klum, who yes. also did something similar for Halloween, where she and her husband, her new husband, were fireworks. Can we discuss the new husband oh yeah (laughs) i mean man she can't she's got a she she, if she fucks him she marries him yeah well you know she's traditional like that she is she is i mean she's like you know she she loves him for good you know that's till yeah next week yeah but it's like uh you know i like that she's roped him into this this whole like themed costume thing. yeah well she's a big halloween fan she loves the costumes she's let well unfortunately sometimes she wears them on the red carpet yeah in life life life. and doesn't find the humor in them yeah but that 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 fireworks costume looked like she had gotten like one of those glitter bombs and like you know just exploded in her face like it was not a cohesive fireworks it was like i'm gonna have to go home and look that one up yeah i did not see that i was disappointed really yeah she normally does kill it on halloween yeah she's normally incredible yeah i mean she spends time that's the one time that i always appreciate what she's wearing yes because the other times are few and far between it's really not good it really is never good but yeah the fight you got to look at it i will it it looks like she's in kanye's music but i i I love the fact that you saw that i thought i was the only person that saw kanye in silver is there a new star that you're like who when they wear something you're like i love this i'm like freaking out there's a couple, of course, now I'm completely blanking. There's some that always just look cute. I look love at- all the kids from Euphoria. That yes. Hunter Schaefer and Zendaya. I think that, that all of the, you know, the, uh, Barbie Ferreira, all of them are so... They do look good. Good. They all look good. I've been really taken back in how men are making these huge fashion choices, mm-hmm. and they're not good. Ooh. Did you Ooh. watch The People's Choice? Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, dear. It's a bad, it's a terrible, oh, terrible like, fashion. Yeah. Oh. I, I just like, all these guys are trying to get too creative and they're all young and trying to get, oh. and you want to say, pump the brakes, you're not Harry Styles. Yeah, yeah. Like, Harry can pull off a pink suit. Yeah, yeah. You can't. Yeah. No. It's hard. It's very hard. It's hard. You know, who, of course, who's just ridiculous still, you're saying like, who have been, Jennifer Lopez. Oh, yeah, yeah. It just gets better she looks and great. better. How can she keep getting better? Now, a friend of mine said there's some machine in New York, and she goes, like, once every two weeks, and it's literally, like, from head to toe. Oh, is it, like, a cryotherapy or, like, I don't a... know, or some sort of a laser and skin-tightening mm, thing. I would be and interested in that. I just what I said. I said, please find out. Yeah, because, I mean, it's, like, what is that? Like, I mean, it, what, what, she looks great. What is it? 
I mean, it's ridiculous. And now I have to remember which of my friends told me about it. But I'm like, I need to know what this machine yeah, is. Yeah, we have to find out. Like, I don't care what it costs. I don't care either. I want to know. I do too. Well, you look great. Well, thank you. So do you. We look great. We, and we, I'm going to come over. I need to come over and... Um, see the I, new house. I see the new house. And um, where can people find you on the socials? On the social, I'm me. I'm at Melissa Rivers Official. Mel Rivers on Twitter. And then also group text is the podcast. I love it. Thank you. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. And now we talk with an old friend of mine from the LA Weekly, Lena Lacaro. I thought you had been to my house before. I haven't, mm-hmm. but we've been in the same circles for many, many years. With Pleasant and um, Selene. Selene, of course. Uh, all our been friends. covering LA nightlife. Um, and now I've expanded that, but nightlife specifically for over 20 years. Right. Born and raised in LA. But you so. were always a big part of my nightlife experience because I would always look at your column to see what I was going to end up doing that week. Yeah, that you was know? kind of the goal. Inspired right. by Pleasant Gaiman's original nightlife column called La Dida. Right. Do you remember that? Yeah. I grew up in LA reading that column and being like, oh, LA is so cool. I can't wait to get out there. And then I got into journalism and I just right. kind of combined the two. And it was like the perfect thing. I mean, because we would always look at the LA Weekly to sort of figure out who was in town, what what shows were going on, and where were we going. And, you know, LA has such a great nightlife scene. And there's always something going on. There's always something different. And you're a major part of that. I mean, I've kind of tried to be. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's very interesting because LA Weekly back in the day, I mean, journalism has changed, right? So the paper used to be that fat and it was the Bible and you would pick it up, the physical paper every day and read it and figure out your plans. Then the internet came and everything changed. Mm -hmm. And to try to stay relevant within that and the shorter attention spans and it's been super challenging, Mm -hmm. but I'm still kind of doing the same thing. But but you have to adapt. You You have to adapt, but it's just a format because people still need to know where to go. They do. I think they have a lot more resources. I mean, social media. Mm-hmm. In some ways, I would say more than the internet in general, social media is what kind of killed journalism mm-hmm. because people started getting their news from their friends and people's invites and the whole thing. And right. so be, it's become challenging to kind of like offer something in addition to that. For me, being in the nightlife scene, covering people like you and Alan, all these other people, what I give is that I do have that perspective, mm-hmm. you know, but I also have to kind of stay up on what, what's happening now and that's challenging (laughs) yeah but i mean it's like so it's great though because it's like you guided all of us through your taste which is great it's that's a pretty cool thing to be able to say Mm -hmm. you know nowadays though it's so funny like we were the original influencers journalism exactly now we're not influence i mean now influence is a sort of dirty word well now influencers are kind of like there, it's a little different because it's mostly very young people with exactly. a lot of uh, photo editing and a lot 
like a lot of great filters, great yeah, filters, which, which I, is I, fine. I'm a fan of those too. Sure. Yeah, it's all very different, <laughs> but it's like a it's a you whole know, different world. You're not getting people who are like educated in nightlife, know what's good to see, know who's out, who's yeah. popping, who want, who is going to put on a great show, and directing to that. Yeah. So, so I'm trying different. to still provide that That's to important. a certain extent. But yeah, it is challenging sometimes just and also just staying educated myself, being out there. I got to say following you and Ooh. what you've done. Thank you. I'm excited to be writing about you. This is great. Very soon. I know, I'm really glad. Issue. I'm really glad yeah. and uh yeah, it's a it's a, a great thing and um you know, it's always very special to be in the LA Weekly. Well, thank you because there was a point there I mean, I don't know if we want to get into this, but you know, the LA Weekly was bought about a year and a half ago. Mm-hmm. There was all this drama mm-hmm. surrounding it and misinformation which is also a big part of the internet as well where um they the new owners didn't really handle the transition very well Mm -hmm. and so they got a lot of bad press there was even a boycott against the weekly Mm. by some people and it really showed me though how the the mob mentality of the internet yeah where i had to i wanted to just follow what i was hearing but no you know that's part of our job as journalists to kind of like do our homework and find the fan yeah so i interviewed the new owners and i asked questions and they mm-hmm. wanted me to come on staff I'm now the culture editor there That's culture great. and entertainment but I had to really do some hard thinking about it at first because mm-hmm. they there was all these things spread about the weekly oh it was bought by these Trump supporters and all these things yeah. and uh, the real truth is that it was bought by a smaller owned company of, of a mixture of people with all different kinds of politics right At the end of the day though my main concern was can, are you going to try to censor me or can I still cover all the things I want to cover mm-hmm. and I have full editorial control right now that's great so and that's why it's right about people like you I love it we have our big people issue coming up Mm -hmm. um, and it's been actually really amazing the past year and a half has been the most gratifying I've ever had at LA Weekly and I've been with the Weekly now over 25 years it's amazing started out of high school yeah that's amazing yeah so it's really cool yeah so then like what shows nowadays do you think like I mean I want to hear like an overview of like the most incredible shows over wow. the years. What do you think? Well, here's the thing, because I started off as a music journalist. Mm-hmm. So um, I was heavy into like, well, I mean, I've kind of done a little bit of everything. I had a, I had a rave moment. Right? I had a, I'm for sure goth. I mean, all the oh, dark, course. Yeah, dark course. music always. always touched my soul yeah. living in LA. Yeah. Um, so as far as like what's happening lately, I just did a cover story on Bauhaus's reunion. <gasps> wow. So, and that was really interesting because I've interviewed all of the different members over the years and they all said we'll never get back together you know yeah and then they got back together and then Mm. of course people make that theory oh they just want doing it for the money you know i don't care i want to see them right i mean my theory on that is if the (laughs) money is what's bringing them together i still think that there is a magic of when they come together they're great great. and so whatever their initial motivation is i don't care because Mm -hmm. i think that they're brothers you know what i mean like mm-hmm. even with guns and roses and all the others now rage gets machine i mean yeah. the reunion thing is a thing yeah i've never seen a band that big get back together and have that much anticipation and then to just phone it in like i think that right. they know their fans are there they've been waiting for that moment and they're like tends to be fans. pretty magical yeah you know? they're lifelong fans it's like they i mean they really invented goth as we know it 100%. dark ways yeah. now yeah. so i mean it's not like i mean and and la yeah. as i i did a cover story about the gothic scene in la and mm. how we contributed to that last year um of course people automatically think uk is where it, and it did originate there but yeah the, the people like uh, joseph brooks and these different um promoters went to the uk and then brought it here right just like rodney bingenheimer brought the glam rock yeah. scene here right so it was like la was just as important actually specifically for gothic and dark wave music as the uk was yeah and well now, of course Bauhaus all live here yeah so. 
And then, yeah. but the goth, like in LA, really became the music of the Latinx community. Like, that's young, really what's interesting, right? Yeah. I'm a Latina. I'm yeah. Mexican and Ecuadorian. So, yeah. I, and I've actually like pondered that question. Like, what is it? I think that part of it has to do with um, we grew up in these religious environments. Right. And in a weird way, um, I guess you could say that pageantry of it is interesting but it's also like kind of being rebellious in a sacrilegious kind of way and just going for that dark kind of you know what I mean kind of playing with that life and death and all of that but yeah you're right for sure I think that the Latin community in LA specifically has a kinship with that really close more so than more so than anyone else like it's kind of like I think it's a it's a very um it has to do with like melancholy and sadness that and too. drama. There's yeah. a lot of drama. <laughs> yes, I, we have dramatic households. <laughs> yeah, so we that's appreciate familiar. it. We appreciate it. Yeah, and also I think just even you know the regalia of it. Yeah, yeah. And the makeup and and the whole thing and um, you know like in my family for example I have family that were in the kind of like car culture cholo culture all right. of that and there is sort of you if you really look there's parallels between those two yeah cultures there's a too. lot. So, and that's really cool. And again, that's being from LA. Mm-hmm. I kind of have that perspective too. And I really try to cover the my Latin community as well as, I mean, as well as all of them. But I grew up in Silver Lake actually. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of fun because people think about Silver Lake being this trendy area. But I mean, I literally grew up as a child in that area. right? And I've seen that change a lot. So I think just the punk rock scene, the art community, mm-hmm. you asked me, you know, what are the things that excite me right now? Yeah. So, of course, like I said, the Bauhaus reunion, it just happened, actually. Yeah. They're coming back in December 1st, coming up. Oh, great. Yeah. Right. And uh, I did go to the first show. It was incredible. They were great. Yeah. And the other thing is that I, I really fight for, because I'm a huge Rolling Stones fan. So for me, I don't think age should ever be a factor as far as like getting up on stage if no. you still got it. Absolutely. And so it was really amazing to see because Bauhaus aren't young. You know, mm-hmm. they were up there and I mean, they worked it. It was that's so great. Yeah. And I mean, obviously, obviously the lighting is <laughs> works in that angle because it's very dim lighting. So yeah, getting these bright it's lights. awesome. But, but yeah, they were great. But other things that excite me, the burlesque scene, which, again, I think of you a lot yeah. because I think I give you a lot of credit because you actually helped sort of like expose a scene that was really happening here as yeah. Dita did, of course. Yeah, of course. But with your uh, sensuous, sensuous Woman? Sensuous yes. Woman, yes. I remember that show very well. And I just thought it was really cool how you were kind of showing people, you know, uh, you gave it a bigger audience. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And do you Thank ever, you. I, one of my questions for you was like, are you ever going to do any burlesque type shows? I would. Um, I uh, just sort of like stepped out of it a bit just because um, I don't like to carry a bunch of stuff. And if you're a burlesque dancer, you got to carry your <laughs> all the props and the all your props and your lingerie. It's uh, the makeup. Yeah. It's great. But I, I will get back to it. I mean, I think uh, it's just a beautiful art form. Yeah. And it's just something, it's something that's so fun and it's so body positive. And so it feminist, is. So it's I love so it. It's great. Well, I'll never forget this one show I wrote about. I don't know if you remember this because I uh-huh. took a photo of you. That uh-huh. I hope you didn't mind. No. Uh, you did the Victory Variety Show. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you did this full strip tease yeah. down to, and then you had this like little flaccid piece. Yes. That was so brilliant. Thank you. And I took a picture of that. And I, do you know about this? Yes, yes. Yeah, it was in the yeah. weekly. In yeah, print. I love it. And it was like, you knew to your gorgeous tattoos. Thank you. And this flaccid little penis. And it was so, I don't remember now the whole like build up to it, but I remember it was just so climactic. Yeah. It's just Literally. fun. It was just fun. I love, I love like a burlesque moment. But yeah, like I think nakedness is really important. Like it's actually like to be empowered in your nakedness is yes. like really politicized and really uh, powerful. For sure. You know, and that's sort of like 
Um, nudity is always sort of looked at as shameful thing in society, but really, to me, I think it's it's the ultimate power. Like you don't even need clothes. Yeah. yeah so, cool. do you think that you right now you're focusing on obviously your podcast, which we're yeah. talking about, and you're still doing your stand up, right? Yeah, comedy always. So I always want to know like what is Margaret Cho doing next? Because yeah. the last thing I saw you in too, and I mean that's the thing I would say you are one of the most diverse performers. <laughs> Seriously, because you were on The Masked Singer. Yeah. You know, that was cool. So, and I love that you do the underground, but you also do these like really mainstream things yeah, too. It's fun. Is that a conscious thing for you? Well, I really like it because it just gets me into um, different spaces that are really exciting. Like I just got to do uh, Laura Nora asks for you, which was really cool. Oh, cool. Yeah. So that, that for, for me was really what exciting. What do you play? Can you tell? I play um, <laughs> really, I play a real person. She was actually oh, a wow. human trafficker and she um, ended up dying in prison, but she, you know, really made a lot of money um, doing that, like just um, trafficking what trafficking. young girls or all 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 ages, but mostly young women for sex trade for the sex. Oh, uh, was this like one of those like you know wasn't there just a big story like with the massage parlor thing? Yeah, was so it, that so was, it was based like, on that. Based on that, which was huge. So it was huge. So yeah. that was uh, the part I played. And oh wow! It was really interesting because. Um, you know, and it's always fun to work with other Asian American actors. Yeah. So we get really excited because um, we get to work together. And so that was a really big deal. But so I like to do acting. I think acting right now is really um, something that I'm doing a lot of, which I really yeah. love. And, and not comedic, serious, dramatic roles. Both. Both okay. comedic acting and serious stuff. So I, I love I love being able to kind of transform into these different people. Um, so it's nice. So, yeah, so that it kind of seems like you're not really typecast then as a comedian anymore. No, which is good. But it's it's like still, and I'm still doing stand-up comedy all over the place. Yeah. Um, I have in L.A., I'll do like a, a regular Largo show. Yeah, didn't you just have a Largo show? Yeah. Miss that. So I do that pretty yeah. often. And then, um, so I love having sort of this residency there. But yeah, I just, I think, Comedy is what I'll always do, but acting right now seems to be coming up more than anything else. That's great. Cool. And then again, like that, so that sensuous women show was more like a variety show. Yeah, it was like comedians and other dancers. Like we had, we hosted a lot of the New York dancers who would come, like you know, Dirty Martini, and then of course, yeah, that's right, the LA people like Selene and uh, Pleasant. Yeah, and so that was really cool. So that you know, and then Ryan Heffington. Also, yes, we love Ryan Huffington, who I love, amazing choreographer. Like, I, I gotta catch up with him. Actually, what's he up to? The he last camera for him was the OA that yeah. those crazy movements, like everything. Brilliant. He's I, he choreographed the uh, big dance sequence in the um, season finale of Euphoria, which is really good too. I don't have HBO. I need to get HBO. It's a, it's a really good show, show but you see his uh, you see his movements. You know, when, uh -huh. you, when you've danced with him. Like nobody dances like that. Yeah. So you really feel it and see it when you um when you watch it. Yeah, absolutely. Really and he's another example of LA, someone a creative LA person Somebody incredible. making an impact larger than Los Angeles. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Which I love. Yeah. And I mean I bet we know like about the, a million of the same people. <laughs> well yeah. I mean like, you know, the people that represent LA to me are people like Austin Young. Absolutely. Um, or, uh, Who has done amazing photography. Yeah. Uh, I'm also noticing, uh, and I'm spacing on his name, but the pop trash artist. Oh, Jason Messier. Jason Messier. Yeah, he's Love so great. That. He's yeah. so great. But yeah, like the LA kind of thing, LA is all sort of, I, I don't know her very well, but uh, Lenora Claire. Yes, Lenora's a dear <laughs> when, friend of mine. When yeah. I see her, it's like, oh, that's LA. Like, Absolutely. She's very... And she's the Austin. It's kind of bringing all these creative people together. Yeah. yeah. I love, she just got married, actually. Yeah, it's great. And, like everybody was there. It's so cool. <laughs> Yeah. But yeah, so like, so that's the thing coming up is Bauhaus uh, or... Yeah, uh, so Bauhaus have a show on December. I think they're back at the pal uh, Palladium. Oh, yeah. December 1st. Excited about that. 
Um, I'm trying to think like what are the different things that I'm covering. I just covered also, we just had Halloween and you know, yeah. LA Halloween. So I covered all the haunts and a big trend I'm seeing and it's beyond Halloween is immersion. Yeah, yeah. So immersive theater, immersive mm-hmm. meaning that, you know, like for Halloween specifically, I went to like four different immersive experiences where you one was like have dinner with a vampire family. So, yeah, it was called Bite. So you walk in and these they stay in character the entire time. Mm-hmm. And it's a, and, there, and there's a story unfolds in front of you and you're oh, in the story. Great. And at the end, the vampires like it turns out one of the people that's just a normal person, but was just acting a little too oh, into it uh-huh. was, you know, a plant. Oh, that's cool. But yeah. And so she got bitten and killed. And what also is interesting is they're incorporating a, a lot of nudity. I noticed in these immersive experiences, mm-hmm. which is a little disturbing. You know, we were talking yeah. about nudity and how it's freeing but when it's unexpected it can it's really, really it be, can be scary it can be scary yeah it can be really yeah. scary because it's like that it sort of like denotes a sort of a, a lawlessness that maybe nobody is prepared for yeah so there's yeah. a few theater companies that are doing immersive theater there's one actually in the valley called zombie joe's underground underground theater and they do a lot of that and it's even that's the thing about la going back to the goth thing we have a real appreciation i think for like macabre you oh know? yeah, I love a show. I don't know I why, a, but we just do. I love a music show at the Hollywood Forever <laughs> Cemetery. Yes, right? <laughs> I love that. Yeah, like just the fact that we see films there just uh, amongst the dead. Like Which where else can beautiful. you do that? I mean, maybe you can do that other places now, but that's a, that's a specifically Hollywood that's thing. That's a very Hollywood thing, but it's it's very goth and it's also really loving. Like if I was at if I was buried there, I would love if people sat on I my I would grave. love it too, but I wonder sometimes some of the older, you know, more conservative types that might be there, like, oh, people are like, you know, watching horror films, a Texas Chainsaw Massacre next to my grave. Well, well, Judy Garland <laughs> is there now, so I bet yeah. she would love it. Judy Garland and, is Joey Ramone there? It's one of the Ramones. No, yeah. Um, Dee Dee is there. Dee Dee's there. And then Johnny, which is the big statue, mm-hmm. his statue is there, but his body's not actually there. Oh, so there. Cenotaph. Exactly. Cenotaph. Funny enough, I just used that word recently. Cenotaph. Yeah, Cenotaph. Right. A statue erected for, the, but the body isn't actually there. Yeah. Yeah. We yeah. have the best cemeteries. I love all of the forest lawns. The one the in Glendale is really good. Yeah. This and they one do is... art shows at the Glendale yeah, the one. Art shows, yeah. yeah. So uh, again, really good. it kind of goes back to, I remember when I did that Gothic article, I was like trying to get to the, to the meat of it. Like, why do we love dark things here? Well, one, our, our weather is the sunshine. There's a part of us that maybe wants to kind of go the opposite of that. That's right. part of it. But I also think the main thing is old Hollywood. Yeah. It's right? like noir. The noir, noir, exactly. and the history of noir, and also sort of the dark history of LA. You know, whether it's the Black Dahlia murders or uh, Charles Manson, you know, like all uh, yes. of that. You know, that that's these tragedies that are quite cinematic right. in their scope. So there's a lot. Even the Night Stalker, yeah. You know, Richard Ramirez for sure. Yeah. There's an element of uh, theatricality that sort of fits with this. You know, this, everything. Um, I go to uh, the Museum of Death. I like oh, those yeah. guys a lot. Yeah, I included them in a piece like last year. Yeah, yeah. they're really interesting. They're too. really interesting people. And I would, I remember going and visiting them. This was years, years ago when they had a museum in San Diego. Oh, which I believe was their first one. And they had some of the same artifacts, some of the same stuff. But yeah. uh, now, of course, it's grown to be so very, very large. Yeah. And they have, uh, they, and then I believe in the New Orleans uh, location they. They have another museum, and then they have the the Kevorkian machine. Oh wow! They actually have the machine. They have the machine. Oh wow! So that's something to see. But they they always have a really great collection, and it's great that they're just right on Hollywood Boulevard. Yeah, I think too. Like with Hollywood and the glamour, it's kind of just interesting that that's sort of like a facade, and then to see what the underbelly of it. 
it's yeah. sort of fascinating as well. Well, the, the, the way that people have come here for generations to uh, make their way, you know, whether yeah. if they're outcast from their hometowns or they've, they're with a beautiful one and they want to come here and make it in the movies. Right. And then, you know, some sort of tragedy can befall anybody who comes here with all the sort of hopes and dreams. And, you know, it's a very interesting kind of place because it's where like beauty is, but chaos is and so much ugliness and so much pain, but so much joy. So it's, yeah. it's everything. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I don't even know the I should know the answer. I should have done my research. Are you from L.A.? I'm from San Francisco. Oh, okay. Well, you were talking. Yeah. So, but you've yes. lived here quite a long time. I've lived here since 1991. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I always uh, really felt at home here. Although I love San Francisco, San Francisco's definitely changed. So it's not yeah. the city it was because of all the tech boom and everything. Yeah. Yeah. So it's very different. But um, L.A. is, remains always the same in yeah. so many ways. Yeah. Nothing really changes because I think the industry here is always the same in a way. You know, the, the, the platforms and stuff, all that kind of changes. But the desire for stardom, the, the dreams and hope that people put into their, their careers and ideas or that filmmaking is the only one true thing that everybody cares about. So, yeah. you know, like it's, it's a very interesting place to be. Yeah. And I mean, also music. You oh, know, yeah, people yeah, come here to get this, to be a rock star. The music industry is based here. And it's just sort of interesting. I wonder from your point of view, you are someone who came here and made it. Yeah. You know, yeah. and so many people have dreams that are unfulfilled. Yeah. It's just, it's interesting. I feel like I always want to defend L.A., yeah, because people have you know think Kardashians and yeah, that's an well, yeah, element. That is an and, element. And, and yeah, there's nothing wrong with that, but yeah, that there's so much more as somebody who you know really covers the creative community. Right. I wish that there was more, and that's why I'm such a fan of yours because I feel like you are from the creative community, yeah. but you kind of burst the bubble. Yeah, yeah. And I wish more of that would happen. Yes. You know, I think it does happen in music, but I feel like in theater, comedy, and and film, not mm-hmm. as much. It it is interesting. Um, I don't feel like LA is like shallow the way people think exactly I get so I literally get angry when people put down LA as somebody born from here and and there's you know people aren't it's not a bunch of phonies I mean there are what do they say it's usually people who came here looking for stardom that kind of maybe might have more of that sort of superficial uh concerns I think people that are from here we really love this city and and want to create i mean most people yeah. i'm around are just really creative yeah and they have something to say and they're just looking for a way to express it mm-hmm. you know it's like a, the birthplace is so much art there's so many cultures here that are like clashing and melding and you know it's it's latino it's asian it's black it's white it's everything like it's nothing and it's all of it it's intense it's, it's intense it's like all of us are here Totally. And the art is like so uh, subversive and and the music is so crazy and great and just everything about it. I mean, of course, I love New York as well. Yeah. But here there's just some there's a there's a a comfort that I have with the um, speed of everything. Yeah. It's funny. When I went to New York, I found that to be too fast. Mm -hmm. Right. That would you say that New York is faster than L.A.? New York is way faster. Yeah. And so L.A. in some ways laid back. But I mean, as far as the traffic and everything, I mean, for, for me, traffic is my time to listen to new music. So, yeah. you know, I, just, I listen to music. I listen to podcasts. I talk yeah. on the phone. I catch up with, it's sort of my office. Yeah. So now when we want to go out, where do we go to find you? Okay. Um, where would I be? Yeah. Okay. I mean, like what, like on <laughs> online so we can figure oh, it out. Online, online. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Um, for the rate, my radio show is called Hot Licks with Lena. It's mm-hmm. on Luxuria Music, mm-hmm. which is a indie, uh, you know, web radio mm-hmm. station. Really mm-hmm. cool one. So you can find me there, and um, I have a, a page on Facebook called Hot Licks with Lena. Mm-hmm. So that's for that show, and I interview different people. 
And then basically all my social is the same, L-I-N-A-L-E-C-A-R-O, just mm-hmm. under my name, kind of keep it together. Uh, but really, if you really want to know what I'm up to, just go to laweekly.com. Mm-hmm. Every week I'm writing about something. Perfect. And now that I'm a little bit older, I mean, when I was younger, I was out. Like I had the column and it was just like, what is the hot thing to do? Yeah. Now, you know, I'm a mother. My daughter's 13. Mm. I'm, I still love to be out, but I pick and choose a little more. Yeah. You know, I don't have to be at the hot club of the moment. Uh-huh. So now I assign other youngies to nice. go out and do that. Yeah. And then I'll just go to the things that sound sort of interesting. But it's so funny that something that sounded like the most fabulous party ever mm-hmm. now i'm like oh no i know i don't want right? to go it's too late <laughs> it's too late i want to go yeah, i want to be home by 10 and, you know, i have to be home whole, by 10 yeah i mean unless <laughs> it's just like i'm having a super fab you know it's like yeah it depends a rare big night where i want to get yeah. all dolled up and the whole thing yeah but but otherwise i kind of pick and choose but the best place would be laweekly.com in the culture section and the entertainment section. So in addition to covering nightlife and culture and, and everything from fashion to shopping, um, all that, and things to do. Yeah. I also edit all the film reviews and assign them and edit and assign profiles for people in film and television. Oh, that's great. So it's a lot of work. It is. It's everything. <laughs> and I got to say, going back to what's going on with um, journalism now and, you know, the challenges – uh, everybody, and I'm sure that's true in many fields, everybody is working twice as hard mm-hmm. for half the money. Yeah. So yeah. when I started in this business, you know, over half of my life ago, mm-hmm. I was paid more per word than I am now mm-hmm. because that's just the way it is. Yeah. But what's more valuable to me is having that creative freedom to write about all the cool things Which in L.A. Great. that I want. And that's actually yeah. more important than the money. I'm so glad. So, yeah. Well, thank you so much. Thanks for having me, Morgan. Of course. Never miss an episode of The Margaret Show. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. The Margaret Show is an Erio's production with editing by Kat Hong and original music by Garrison Starr. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. 
Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.